1: Let's start with this. Uh, players came back last month. How has the process gone? And obviously coaches don't have access to the players on a regular basis, but uh, from your reporting, how has the process gone with players returning in terms of being able to stay healthy and get some work done?
0: Yeah, I mean, very limited access and information. Right now, really the only thing the media is mostly getting is is what programs want them to get. Um, some of them are releasing Information, you know, on, on how many positive tests they've had and such uh, Missouri wasn't going to did, I, I think kind of got pressured into doing it a little bit. Uh, I think they said five positive tests. Uh, not all of those are players. Not all of them are, are football people. Um, but, you know, we talked to Larry Roundtree one day and, and he said, it's, it's all very controlled. And the issue really is, is this and Missouri, thus far seems to be doing okay with it we talked to roundtree and to daniel parker and some other guys and and they said look this is a for upperclassmen it's accountability um of behaving yourself and not doing stupid things when you aren't in the facility and for the underclassmen it is hey, I'm, I'm doing this for the older guys so I don't cost them a season. Um, the, the three hours or whatever it is per day they're in the facility isn't really that big a problem. I mean, you know, uh, like a lot of people have said, they're probably safer working out there than at their home gym. Everything is disinfected. Everything is enforced. Guys are kept six feet apart, all that. The problem is the 21 hours the rest of the day when college kids are college kids. And we've seen it in Baton Rouge, we've seen it in Manhattan, we've seen it a, a number of places where these kids are, you know, getting positive tests and doing things a, a lot of times, not always, certainly, but a lot of times because they're doing things like going to parties, going to bars, doing things that college kids do. Um, and so that's, I, I mean, that's always been the issue. You know, people have have for months or at least weeks been confusing this with, Well, we can play college football because college football players aren't going to die from this. And that has never been the issue. And people that have focused on that, uh, frankly, just at this point, aren't really smart enough to listen. Great point, Gabe. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Coach Drinkwitz. Early returns on him have been great. We obviously haven't seen the product on the field, but his recruiting efforts have been really successful. And I know he's been taking a very intentional approach to recruiting, but... Just because you have a great approach doesn't mean that you're going to be able to get the job done. So what, did you, what do you think of, it is about Coach Drink that has made him successful this early on in his recruitment efforts? I think there's a couple of things. One, he does have energy and charisma. And, you know, he's... Um, <laughs> Oh, look, there's no other way to put it. He's got more personality than anybody that's coached here in 20 years. There's no question. Um, I think he's probably, you know, better on a FaceTime call or when he'll be able to do it in a living room than Barry Odom or, or Gary Pinkle where he's just a different personality uh, that I think probably resonates more with a high school kid. Now, the other thing is we've talked about this a lot on our site. It's never really been about Missouri, but there is a bump. For a new coach in recruiting right a, a coach takes over a program and he gets to sell this mostly what he gets to sell is i've never failed <laughs> yeah. i am undefeated you know and there is nobody has ever seen me screw up um and so there's always first year or two than it did with the last guy now at missouri there had only been one opportunity to see that happen And it was December of 2015 with Barry Odom, and it didn't happen. And sure, part of that is Barry Odom's fault, uh, I I would think. But a big part of it is also the fact that everything that had happened the month before the coaching change meant that Missouri was never going to get that bump from a new coach. So almost regardless of who the coach was. So I I think it's a combination. Again, Drinkwitz deserves a lot of credit for it, Um, but I think he also is in a circumstance where you usually see a bump, and just at Missouri, the only time we'd seen it, we didn't see it.
1: And a 17-year-old now that's being recruited who was 12 then wasn't paying attention to what was going on on the Mizzou campus probably in 2015. That's more in the rearview mirror, right?
0: And it's especially in the rearview mirror, guys, because if you look at it, what's happening across the country at at campuses all over is really not very different from what happened here in November of 2015. Now there are some different people, fans get mad at me for saying that Uh, there are some differences, Um, but you know what the biggest difference is, is how this message is being received. I I mean, look at the statement Kylan Hill made the statement Chuba Hubbard made Mm -hmm. the statement, the kids at Kansas state made. Tell me what the big difference is there. Well, there, there's really only one. It's happening in July, so games aren't threatened. Um, but also, hey, hopefully we have made progress in the last five years, and we are a little more um, sensitive and receptive to some of these issues. Uh, but I do, I do think it's interesting. You know, I've had Ivy on my podcast. And we talked about it a little bit. I would love to get the honest thoughts of a Jamon Moore or a Charles Harris or an Anthony Sherrills and say what – you know, do you, how do you look back now at November 2015 and how you guys were greeted? Because the truth is, not just with Missouri fans, but across the country, those kids were kind of villainized. Um, and a lot of kids are doing what they did then and, and are being greeted much more positively and, and frankly seen as, you know, agents of change and, and kids who are doing really good things, which I think they are. Um, and, and maybe we all should have been a little more open to that idea five years ago, that that's what those kids in Missouri were.
1: Kids are smart, and that group was probably the first football team to recognize that players are the product. And yes. if they withhold the product, they hold all the sway. They've got all the power.
0: Yep, and, and I think you're seeing that relating a little bit to the, I'll be interested to see what happens over the next two months and who the first college football player is to say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable and I'm not playing. Um, they can't make me play for nothing. Uh, I, I think you know, the difference, the, one of the big reasons college football is so hard to bring back, Patrick Mahomes gets paid whatever amount of money he gets paid. And he can decide whether that money is worth it to him or not. I mean, we saw David Price, right? He gave up, I don't know, $12 million, $20 million. I don't know what the number was. But he said, I'm not going to play because I don't feel safe. Um, And so he doesn't get that $12 million. There's a trade-off there. I mean, college players already get nothing. So if you're – and I don't even want to use a specific player's name, but if you're a kid who – is very likely to be in the NFL at this time next year. I don't know. I'm interested to see the first one that comes out and says, look, I get nothing out of this. I'm not going to do this. They're putting me at risk, and I get nothing out of it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, Gabe. Um, I want to circle back to something you said about Coach Drinkwitz when you said, hey, let's be honest. This guy's got personality, and he really does. And I wonder how that's going to translate to the team not only when we see them on the field, but just the way the team is in general. What do you think the identity or the culture of Mizzou is going to be under Coach Drink? Well, I, I mean, it, obviously, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, he, you know, He's done everything right so far. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I think, been better in every aspect than any Missouri fan could have hoped in December. But the one thing that... I think if you're having this conversation, you have to admit is he's been a head coach for one year with players. He didn't recruit taking over for a coach who was already really good and had a really good program built. Um, you know, I, I mean, if Scott Satterfield is is still the head coach at App State last year, like I don't think it's a shot at Eli Drinkwood saying they probably still go 12 and one and probably still have the same season. So ultimately it's we've got to get two or three years down the road because i think he he gets a free pass this year i mean i think any first year head coach gets a free pass but i think that's more true this year than ever like i don't care if he goes two and ten i i won't judge him like he he had three spring practices um he's there are guys on his team he's probably never really met i, I i'm not going to judge him on the field this year but two or three years down the road let's you know, we're going to get a little bit better idea of who he is and and how he runs the program and and all that. Um, you know, I think Barry Odom was probably a little more business. Uh, it, it, that sounds bad. I, that sounds like I, I'm not saying Eli Drinkwitz is this fun guy who just lets them jack around all day. That's not the point. But uh, like I said, this, Barry Odom was more buttoned up. He was more hey, let's come, let's play football, let's get to work. That's what I want to talk about. I I, I don't really have any interest in, you know, being making friends with the guy interviewing me and making jokes and all that. Eli Drinklitz is different. He's not afraid to be who he is and to show that side of himself publicly. Now, again, uh, you know, it's eight months without a game and no coach is ever more popular than before he loses for the first
1: time. Gabe DeArmond, a couple more quick things. Number one, you tweeted yesterday that the Tigers opener is scheduled for two months from yesterday, September 5th, against Central Arkansas. As you yeah. talk to your contemporaries around the country and specifically in the SEC, do you think that's realistic?
0: Gosh, guys, I mean, I... I'm, I'm not super optimistic right now, especially that it's central Arkansas. I I think maybe the most likely thing is we see conference only scheduled if they can play in the fall. Uh, you know, I it's saw it's a report that some people are thinking the Ivy League is going to come out this week and, and push everything in the fall, this spring. And look, every, everybody kind of ripped the Ivy League when they were the first ones to do it in March. Uh, that Like I said, like they're not stupid up there, right? They, they tend to, <laughs> to have some good idea. And I, I just think there's so many things. I know Ben Fredrickson wrote some about it. and A lot of us have, there's so many things that make college sports so much harder to, to bring back. And I just don't see college football being the first. I mean, we are, we're five weeks from when there has to be a decision made. And the truth is, if you talk to people, nobody knows anything. I I mean, college football strategy right now seems to be wait as long as we can and hope. And I, I just don't really know if that's a strategy.
1: No doubt. And finally, Gabe, you have up at uh, com, and you're a graduate of the incredible J School at Mizzou, and Power Mizzou is going to have an alumni scholarship school. How can people get involved? In and If people would like to contribute, how can they do so?
0: Yeah, I've tweeted out uh, a link. I know if you go to the journalism school and uh, you know, go to, I think it's giving and we'll be on a page with a list of scholarships, but yeah, it's, it's been an incredible response so far. We just kind of started out wanting to to do something that, that actually made some sort of a tangible difference rather than just tweeting, hey, we think this is important. Uh, i got a lot of great response and, and it is on my Twitter page. It's, it's the pin post mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. It's the pin post. So, um, Hopefully everybody can find it. If not and you're interested, just email me at powermizzou at gmail.com and I'll point you in the right direction.